0: Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Sagra, your Holistic Registered Nurse. Thank you for being with me today and being with us. I have a special guest a colleague of mine, and no other than the host of Melangela's Garden Podcast. And she'll tell you more about that in, in a few, okay? And that's Branka Andro- Androshna. Androina
1: sorry well androina that's okay androina i
0: and and i know she, she she's so kind she said i don't need to really say the last name but i also like to learn language and see how beautiful it sounds when you say it correctly so but anyway so thank you again for, of, to all the listeners and viewers thanks for being with us and just remember that um, you can check out quantum nurse that Life where I have a three free video series there. And that's a lot of help for holistic and daily healthy lifestyle. And I, this podcast is really meant for holistic insights, holistic experts. And I consider experts, anyone with a degree or no degree, as long as you have that um, intention, and you have that practice to share what you have experienced to get your health better outside the mainstream. Then your I welcome you in this podcast. So let me just say a little bit more about um, Branka. Okay, and thank thank
1: you, Branka. It's a really honor for me to be your guest.
0: So Branka lives in Europe, Slovenia, which is a small country neighboring Italy, Austria and Hungary. Its population is around 2 million people and her mother tongue is Slovenian, which is a Slavic nation. She has two adult daughters and a caring supportive husband who from the bedrock of her life, who formed the bedrock of her life not having that she could not be the way she is privately or professionally. She was brought up in the old traditional way where the family was important. As a student, she spent some time in England and fell in love with the language, architecture and countryside. She is a linguist, but also very passionate about art and creativity. At the age of 40, she was faced with a severe health condition that was a true eye-opener. She soon realized that in order to recover, drastic changes had to be made on all levels. And so she opened herself to fresh ideas, alternative ways, and spiritual methods. So since July, 2020, She's the host of Melangela's Soul Garden podcast, where she addresses topics on how to summon willpower and gain inspiration to start moving in the opposite direction to that which made you ill, hurt or deserted. So that's, it's a beautiful beginning for a wonderful conversation. Branka, so when you said you are a linguist, what other languages do you speak?
1: A bit of French, uh, Croatian, and I understand German as well. But basically what I do is I use English a lot. I'm a translator and I teach English.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I I have a contact friend also in Slovenia. He's a musician. So <laughs> Really? I hear, and he's a very nice person as well, just like warm, um, very creative because he's a musician. And he said one day when the situation is better, he would want to come and visit United States to explore more on how he could really promote his um, musical career, so. I'll tell him
1: about you. Thank you. And have you thought about coming to Slovenia one day, maybe? Oh, of course. When these crazy times are over, that is.
0: Yes, of course. Because the other night I spoke also with someone who is in Italy right now. He doesn't live permanently in Italy, but I know he moves, he, he stays there sometimes and sometimes in New York. His work base. He's a musician as well and he's in New York but because of the situation he'd rather be in Italy so when I told him that I have a friend in Slovenia I said I've been there I said oh then I, the more that I would like to someday visit him because he's the area where he lives in Italy is near a uh, spring and I love spring growing up in the Philippines I like spring and when he I, sh- I saw the picture on the Facebook it's all natural springs where he was talking about it's not like a resort mm-hmm. yeah so well since we're talking that the uh, proximity geography of Italy and and Slovenia
1: are there hot springs in Slovenia oh yes oh. Um, and we are talking temperature just well over 30 35 36, Uh, But the humidity is not all that bad. So it's really, it's really nice. And I would, I I can't really imagine living in a place where there are no four seasons, really, you see, uh, during this time, I expect, uh, like, you know, snow, lots of snow, so we can make a snowman and uh, you know just walk in in the o- outside in the cold and enjoy the, the beautiful white nights um, and again as you said spring is beautiful and then summer is also very nice and, and dear to me because I, I just like I, I'm cold I, I'm always cold so I, I love to be warmed in the sunshine and then autumn with all the colors I am a creative person so whenever I see the beautiful browns and the golden colors. I just think about, oh, it would be so beautiful to paint that. (laughs) So there you go. Yeah, seasons, four seasons are very important uh, to my life, I I would say.
0: Yeah, and for me, I just knew about two seasons, right? We call it dry and wet season Mm -hmm. because I grew up in the Philippines. Then, so when I came to United States, I landed in New York Then I ended up in New Jersey. It took me a while, like several months, to enjoy first, to enjoy uh, every season. So maybe Mm -hmm. a year to enjoy winter (laughs) because it was cold. So it must
1: have been very horrible for you, I think. I would imagine
0: it was really difficult and you feel Mm -hmm. really sad because you know it's cold you just and then the I was here and came here in July then December is Christmas right and see in the Philippines Christmas is um, outdoors so because of the warm weather we have a lot of outdoor activities so celebration. So that was really hard. But mm-hmm. one thing that the Filipinos have, we are very resilient and very, we are very, You can we can adapt. If we put our mind in mm-hmm. that situation of what we want to achieve, then everything else we can sacrifice. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's how it is. And when I meet people like from you, who come you from other countries, I really, uh, e- I can easily relate and bond because then I ask about how's your country? How is it here? You know, so and then I share experiences. And so your presence is highly appreciative, appreciated. Okay. Thank you
1: ever so much, Grace. Yeah,
0: Especially now I would want to, ask you so what um tell me let's go straight to Melangela's soul garden because I really like the title and tell Mm -hmm. us about your
1: podcast so uh maybe a word about the name still because you mentioned it Mm -hmm. so originally I have two names one is Mila, which is short for Lyudmila. And my second name is Branka. Now, some 20 or so years ago, I started thinking about setting up, you know, like a retreat, like a beautiful, warm um, building people could get, Mm. people could come to, uh, to have fun, to talk, to maybe listen to a good music or something like that. And of course, that entails a lot of money. uh, And um, all in all, it just didn't happen. Now in 2020, um, with this pandemic, um, somehow, you know, uh, my husband said, you know what, the dream that you have uh, about your retreat in, in a sort of real world uh, why, why not make it in on a digital platform? And the Mila uh, that I mentioned, um, at one point we were um, part of this event in Salzburg with Doreen Virtue. I don't know whether you've heard of her. She's all about angels and the angelic en- energy. And during one of the breaks, my husband turned to me and said, tell you what, you know, the retreat that you are dreaming about should be called Milangela you are Milangela Mila Angela in my in my own language which means sort of gentle to people Um, and that's how the name sort of um, you know turned to be and my podcast basically is about motivating inspiring people who got bruised who got hurt who got ill at some point because of the decisions that they had made I want to inspire. I want to be positive about whatever had happened to them. So this is, in short, about the podcast.
0: I, I like, Mila is also a familiar name in the Philippines.
1: And oh, really? It
0: just makes does, it, does
1: it have any, any meaning attached to it?
0: Not really, but it makes sense the way you did a Milangela, because then hmm. you were mentioning about the, that lady who talks about angels, and hmm. You know, Angela, again, in, mm. in, in other languages, like Spanish language, it comes from the word angel. Yeah. Okay, so it's per- perfect. You thought of it very <laughs> nice. I liked it, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, you put the word soul, you put the word garden. Who would not like to listen to Milangela's
1: <laughs> Bless you.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. But what, what happened, though? What if you want to share more about what your, the turning point, okay? Because I think my follow-up comment with that or question that you want to expand more is, what, what is it that makes one um, be prone or gullible or you know, be prone to that illness or to that sadness that you, know, you have to make that decision?
1: So at the age of 40, um, I was diagnosed with cancer and that came as a sheer surprise to me. Um, At the time, our daughters were six and nine years of age and um, I was just devastated. I didn't know what to do and I thought for a while, well, if this is meant for me, if you know, this is the sort of destiny awaiting for me, so shall it be, but thank God I changed my mind, and it was my uh, younger daughter who made me change my mind, asking me a question whether I was going to die, and I said, of course, no, of course not, I'm going to be here for you, so that sentence, that question woke me up from my sort of enchantment, and I started to at that, at that stage, still, I would say, fight for my life because I didn't know any better. But later on, I did realize that I need to rethink some of the paths. I need to start anew. I need to, you know, turn a new leaf and, and walk down the spiritual path. So, um, but... I, I'd like to tell you a very short story, if I may, at this point. Um, so this is Christmas, as, as we mentioned before, the Christmas time. Um, and we, the people who are celebrating Christmas, of course, are all happy about it. Uh, for our family, it is special because 14 years ago at that time, I was in between um, two surgeries. One lumpectomy was behind me and I was recovering from that. And the the other one, mastectomy, was ahead of me, and I just received um sort of the suggestion that I go and and do that and I you know had my breast removed and Although I was very, very sad about this um idea of mastectomy in the first place the the more horrible idea was that of me. Being a loser, you see, because for a while, I believed that my first surgery did the trick and that I won the battle, that my spiritual path and my alternative ways um, made me a winner, where in fact, the truth was different. Or was it? I don't know, because later on, they told me that mastectomy was not necessary, which was such a horrible... News to me, um, anyhow w- what i'm what I'm trying to put forward here is, even when you know things like that happen to you and you are so devastated, overwhelmed and and sad and angry, and you name it, it all happens for a reason, because you know that there, there are things you need to learn still, there are paths you need to discover so Go for that. Don't be sad. Even when you fall flat on your face, it doesn't matter. You you are still alive. And look around, look at the face of your loved ones and you will see love there. And that's worth all the pain and all the trouble. So my podcast really is trying to address... It's not trying. it, It does address people... And, and motivates people to, to hear the voice that I'm talking and uh, using. Discover your true version of yourself. Be happy. Be creative. Do whatever you will and, and feel you have to, to make your life complete. Because we have a mission. Every single one of us you know, has a mission in this world. You too. So go after that.
0: It's powerful. Um, because it is really true. I'm with you with everything that you said, that I I even tend to uh tell people because I'm confronted with many either loved ones of a dementia patient or just people who you know who have someone feeling sick and then or a recent diagnosis. So I always tell them that your diagnosis is not your death sentence, you know? And, and then, um, and I always say, you have time, don't rush into anything, no matter how you feel, what you feel, you have time to think on what you want to do. <laughs> and, and then, cause I, I'm in conversation with someone who she was just diagnosed, so she's an elder and she is the daughter of a dementia client. So imagine that, right? So mm-hmm. she, her dementia parent is much older, but now she's sick. So she was diagnosed. So I said, okay. And they, so then she did take her time, but then she she started doing chemo. Then when she started doing chemo, by the time I called her, and she, of course she wasn't feeling very well. So then my my first response again, so make sure if you don't feel well on that second time or whatever time again they have scheduled for you, postpone it. Yes. <laughs> I said, postpone it, Get, recover first. It's okay, it's okay. Not, not, no rushing everything because that's the first one that uh, they you feel, right? And I really feel um, what I, I can feel when you are telling your story because that's how I lost my sister She Mm -hmm. was in breast cancer, she had a breast cancer, and then she metastasized further, of course. And when I know some already, I wouldn't say that I know a lot of what I could have suggested to her. Now, you know, I could have maybe helped her more. But as you say, that these situations, it wasn't really something that one has to be, you to blame for but it is like I say okay what do we do that could be different so thank you for sharing that Mm -hmm. beautiful that segment of your story and and now you with your podcast many will benefit and how's your children and it's good also I say that you listen your children our children are our mirrors and I always say that out of the mouth of babes you know, that's saying. same yeah. in you know, so, How's your children?
1: My daughters at the time are 20 and 23. And um, even though when the whole thing started, I wanted to sort of hide the thing from them. But I soon realized that that's no good. So... They wanted to be with me all the time. They wanted to see the scar. Uh, They cuddled me. They loved me even, you know, more dearly. And um, when later on they asked me, mom, is the same thing going to happen to me? I said, only if you will allow that. Because now I am certain that you can do magical things with the way you think. If you allow certain thoughts, uh, then you know certain things start happening. When you look for something, you find it eventually. You will. So I say, I say to them, just be positive and no, don't ever allow worries to you know um, immerse immerse you to to um, try and and kill you because. You have the whole life in front of you. Be happy for that. You're you fine. Nothing of the kind can happen to you unless you allow that. So I think for the time being, we are doing great.
0: And, you, and it's as you describe your husband as your bedrock. That's also for me, I noticed that people who go through pasts or transform one situation to something that is not even common to most people is because they do have uh, that bedrock of support. Mm-hmm. And so that's also a blessing. And you saw that and you recognize that. And then your kids.
1: I remember when I was in hospital, I remember some women who were not as fortunate as I was. And that must have been you know, horrible. For me, my husband was this strong pillar. And um, I'm not very good with blood and scars and things like that. So I was on the point of fainting whenever I looked at, you know, my scar, and I couldn't face my own face, really. I could not look myself into the mirror. Can you imagine? I Because what I saw was a dead person and I didn't want that. So for some time, I avoided looking into the mirror um, and looking at my scar. I pretended not to be in this world, really. But he was there for me all the time. He took care of, he was taking care of my wound and scar. And uh the kids the girls were with him all the time so it was our story it was our bond that was growing stronger and stronger and i'm so thank thankful for that and i ple- and i'm sort of you know going to ask at this point all the men to be that sort of support to their wives because this is so much needed um, at certain points, you are lost and you are scared. And um, what you see is not the beautiful woman you used to be, you see. And um, you get shaken, you lose the femininity, and it's it's not nice. And to have someone who tells you, you are beautiful, I love you, that's the most beautiful thing that can happen to you. And it's the most strong you know, sort of uh, medication that you can get. You're bringing back
0: a lot of memories for me, and I'm sure for those also who are listening to us, because that's also how my sister's husband was. He was just the most supportive husband and, of course, most loving father to their two children. And he really dedicated... Even when my sister was gone, he made sure that, you know, even us, the extended family, he never forgot to, re- to still extend his relationship to us, even when my sister was gone. So, yeah. Now, for those who don't have that, mm-hmm. what 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 advice can you say? Because I know that, you know, others would wish that, but there's just... like there's no immediate husband or wife or you know if it's the opposite or situation
1: i would advise those uh, go and you know go to your best friend go to your mom go to someone who cares there must be someone and open up Don't, don't bottle up things don't be scared because there's nothing to be scared of you see your body Basically, what happens with cancer, your body just reacted to certain mistakes or missteps, right? And you need to take care of those. And it's, it's, not, it's hardly ever too late. So as you said, don't rush into anything. Take your time. Open up. Talk to people. Read books. Go out uh, into nature. Uh, I walked a lot. And one, one thing, though, I, I wanted to mention, in spite of having all of that, at, once, at one point, um, my, I, I, I caught my husband um, in, in that moment when I was very, very low. And I was crying, but he was not. And I thought, oh, my God, this is so, this is so strange. How come he's not, he's not crying? Now, of course, he couldn't have. I mean, if both of us were, cry, you know, uh, would have been crying back then, what could happen to our to our children? They they needed a strong father. They needed that pillar. I was, you know, devastated and, and crying. So, if both of us had been like that, what would become out of family? So, it, it's not, you know, all the certain things just cannot be seen is what what i'm saying uh it's love that counts it's that support it's that help helping hand that takes you out for a walk and listens to you it doesn't have to be crying with you right yeah can be a mom can be a good friend can be someone a neighbor maybe as well but just talk to them don't close yourself um down and and uh you know um stop talking to people because that that is dangerous then because black thoughts start coming and um that's that's not that's not the way it should go
0: so when you reach out that's part of uh, ownership right so tell us more about Ownership of your health, ownership of your life, because that's what I'm hearing from you as well. Remember when, especially when you advise your daughter that it won't happen to you if you don't allow it. So it's like, that's, that's like your your own house. No one can enter if you don't open the door.
1: <laughs> How right that is. This, these are such clever words, Grace, that you just mentioned. Um, you know, wh- when you when you get ill, and cancer is one of those terrible illnesses, it usually happens because you were just ignorant of your actions. You didn't uh, pay any attention to what your body was telling you. But once you start paying attention to that. And once you take responsibility and ownership of every single step that you take, things get a lot different. Because you see, it's so easy to go and see your doctor and ask his opinion and get medication. And then that's fine. Um, you know, it's none of my concern. Uh, my, my mom had that. So it's quite natural that I Habit as well. No, 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 no. It's not that way. You take responsibility and you make decisions. You are an adult and you should behave like that. And um, just make sure you you, you think in a positive way. Because when I was lying in bed and um, I was thinking about, am I going to wake up the following day? I thought, what a silly idea, of course I will, but I, I, I need to want, I, I must want, you know, want that. If I want that, I sure will. And, you know, baby, as I said before, baby steps count, every step of the way counts. And you just take it in turns, small steps. So if I make it from, you know, from this night, the next day and, and another one, and this is how life you know unfolds for you in a positive way be happy that you can breathe be happy that you can see be happy that you can hear but what we do is oh i have to take care of this so many males waiting for me and there then there's this neighbor maybe annoying me or there is something that gets on my nerves for crying out loud why you know look at life in, in this way So many beautiful beautiful things out there, and we are healthy generally. So why spoil that? Let us treasure the temple that we live in, which is our body. And if something hurts, let us ask ourselves a question, why? Why is this happening? Instead of blaming, I was blaming my my arm for some time because after four years or so uh, following the surgery, I developed a severe uh, secondary lymphedema Mm -hmm. and it was, my arm was just huge. I could not fit into size 48, 42 and I'm 36 or something. So you can well imagine it was horrible. So I could, the only thing I could do was stay indoors dressed in my husband's pajamas (laughs) Mm -hmm. and feeling sorry for myself and was so angry with my arm. How silly of me and irresponsible taking responsibility. And today I say, thank you, Arm. You know, I can use you. I can write with you. I can do beautiful things by means of you. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for having you. Uh, And this is the way to go instead of being angry with the body telling us that, we did something wrong, and this is so horrible and so wrong.
0: Just beautiful reminder when you said um, you know, about blaming, because uh, this is not really the time for anyone to blame others or blame yours oneself, right? Yeah, that's per- perfect. And then, then the gratitude practice. And I I remember someone who he he is a mechanic, and so. Every evening, he will massage his hands and feet mm-hmm. because he said it, it worked very hard. So same thing as you were talking about being just grateful to your arm still staying with you. Because yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if, if I think about it now, your arm was the one um, carrying the stress for the rest of your body. It's, you know That's how I see it. I like, and you see it right let me, yes. let me handle all that mm-hmm. she so that instead of my, her whole body you know let me just have stay on my arm stay on this arm for now
1: you said that so beautifully grace and it's so true you just made me cry actually because I was so angry you could you, you cannot imagine um, the, the feeling that I had for my arm because it prevented me from working it prevented me from being able to go out and you know talk to people i was embarrassed and all in all it was so wrong where in fact the arm as you said took it on itself altogether so that i that i could say walk and talk and did and, and sort of doing all the rest of it as well yeah
0: And it's not that we want to ignore the arm to do anything about it. So any symptom on your part of our body, we look into that. But then you have to see, I said, they said, always see the joy in everything, see the beauty in everything, just like that. Because the same thing um, when people have uh, elderly, have swollen legs, you know, and some of them have chronic swollen legs but they're still okay, right? So technically that leg is supporting them so that their heart doesn't get filled with a lot of fluid. But at the same time, it's good for the family to look into that, but maybe it may be just the medication that the person is taking. That's why that circulation is not good. So same thing as, and then this one is a little story about my arm many years ago before I started Branca practicing or uh, doing a holistic practice here suddenly i have like um uh, i i had i got sensitive to a poison iv so mm. and it just was all on my arms and i'm like looking at my arms and then it happened in summer and summer is my beautiful season because i came from the philippines so it's like mm. it's summertime. I cannot put my arms out because I have to wrap it because it was, you know, was not doing very well. And I was working in ICU and I have to, again, cover it so that no one will be scared of me taking care Mm -hmm. of them or nor I could be touching anything that might make it worse. But then instead of, I felt sad, just like you, sad, everything, like, you know, then, I, but I asked myself, what message could this arm be telling me? Then I remember when, when I came, before I came to the United States, I know how to do hilot, and hilot is a, a special type of massage in the indigenous healing in the Philippines. That's what it's known for. And I know how to do that, but I'm not doing it here in United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. So then I thought, I guess, you know, out of my contemplation and reflection of what could be happening. So I kind of told myself that I made a promise. I said, as soon as I get better, I'm going to take care of, use my hands that way. I was already using my hands as a nurse, but it seems like my soul was telling me that I can do other things. And so as soon as I made that commitment, I started getting better. Because I was I'm not also the type. I may have worked in ICU, but I don't really take medications. So it was like I will encourage people, I will be on time perfect dosing and timing for them. but as as long as it's not for me. <laughs> yes yeah, so the, so, then, so so the, the poisonous
1: Ivy was a messenger in your case
0: mm-hmm, really yeah, to, so it, was, yeah. it was that And uh, and I guess because I knew already that my sister, got sick of um, uh, breast cancer. And for me, again, I said, I told myself, I'm not going to be that. I decided, no, I'm going to own this so that it won't happen to me. And you know? so then I, I think of, well, and you can add more, and correct me if I'm wrong, but because it was on the heart chakra. So then I had to think about my sisters, you know, what, what's going on with her growing up, etc. She was my older sister, whatever feeling there. And I know that I'm more expressive than her. <laughs> I speak more than her. But of course, when we're together, we speak equally, but in terms of uh, other things. So I keep telling myself, I, I'm going to keep expressing myself. That's what I say. So that nothing will be buried there. Mm-hmm. As, so all, all that helped me, and you know for and, and then with with how I also um just you said the husband your husband and reaching out now for for someone who is uh, who's a relative like me, what I did is i I regularly call her because we weren't living together. She was in Texas. So I made sure I always connect with her, so that. If anything happens, like, I will have no regrets as well. So I'm glad I did that. So I guess for the people who are listening to us and viewing it, yeah, if you, you have someone who is in that situation, never, never have a second thought of not calling, not connecting. Just keep connecting.
1: And even if for some reason you find it difficult or even impossible to call, you know... I I believe it is possible to feel the energy that is emanated. Um, sometimes when I hear sad stories, what I do is I think of the, the people who got hurt and I just get into my heart and I try and radiate as much love as I possibly can. And I'm sure that these people must feel that, um, Also, in case of your dearest and the loved ones or friends, whoever that, uh, you know, fall ill, um, just go into your heart and meditate on their well-being, on their recovery. And I'm sure a lot of that is sensed as well, um, regardless of where, where they live, close by or far away.
0: And Branka, you said that you love to walk and um, uh, describe to us the setting in Slovenia, because I haven't been there and I didn't try to Google and see how Slovenia is, but because I want to hear it from you, because you also, I know that you have honored nature's way of being part of your healing so tell, tell me more about Slovenia, uh, where your area is, and then how, how, you know, how, how, how does nature help you now?
1: Slovenia is a very small, very beautiful green country. Um, as you mentioned earlier on, um, neighboring Italy, Austria, Hungary. So it's in the sort of almost in the heart of Europe. It is so small that, on condition you are fit, you can, you can cycle it diagonally in a day, whichever way. It is. It has a bit of everything. Actually, there's there's this story attached to that. You know, when the when God was creating this world, towards the end of the day, he was getting quite tired, and his back full of natural geographical phenomena was scarce in there. So he looked into the back and said, oh, not much left. And there he was above this little piece of land that today is known as Slovenia. So what he did was he emptied the the, the entire back onto this small part of, uh, uh, of land. And so we end up today with a bit of mountains, and then we have a small passage to the sea, a lot of valleys, hills, uh, you name it, a a bit of everything really. It's so picturesque, small, but nice. Uh, When I say I love walking, what I do is I forage for wild plants because I believe all that we need is in nature, can be found in nature. We need to respect nature, naturally. We need to um, listen to what nature has to say to us. And um, for instance, in spring, you know, spring is very cold here in Slovenia and the food is rich, sort of, yeah. And we also put on weight and digestive system may not work as it should. So when spring comes, Outside there's dandelion and uh, nettles and all sorts of wild plants, which are full of um, nutritious ingredients, minerals, vitamins, you name it. And if you respectfully forage those, your plate is full of goodies that are so very good for your health. And um, what I do is walk in. I just breathe deeply and with that respect for nature, I forage and I enjoy being one with nature. That, that's the only thing that probably best describes my, my walks. I sometimes I hug trees and I just can't let go of the trunk because the energy that is you know coming from the, the tree trunk to me, beyond words uh it is so it is healing so do that sit down on on grass and uh, walk barefoot this is so beautiful this is who we are we are part of nature we are not computers so when you mentioned earlier on that we are colleagues um, broadcasters both of us i found it extremely difficult in the very beginning to be behind my computer so very much because I just love being out outdoors with nature doing things with soil planting, watering plants, uh, I don't know whatever, <laughs> just something to be part of nature because I truly believe this is who we are and um, I invite you to, to follow in my footsteps if, if at all possible Slovenia offers that because there's a lot of green areas um, but those living in in towns go out and find green spots and enjoy that as well or maybe plant something you know uh, in your in your flats as well and caress those leaves and be happy for the blossoms and enjoy nature in that way maybe it
0: you you describe it beautifully it's a real soul garden. What can I say? And, uh, um, and I'm glad you mentioned about foraging because when I meet people who are from Europe, that's the first thing I, I, I want to ask because it seems like everyone whom I know coming from Europe you know, no we, we love
1: that. We are crazy about that, Grace.
0: <laughs> I I love it. You know, we we I I I wouldn't say I'm an expert on it, but we have some experiences like that. Well, because sometimes there are trees outside someone's neighborhood or just in the forest that it's the same tree on someone's backyard and now no one owns it. So we mm. could just cut the branches and just eat it already when we reach home. So we get excited with that. But I, I just, so um, I always know that when European people, when they put your, your heart and mind that you want to use nature, it has always to have something about foraging and just being out there. And, and thank you for saying also that they can plant or bring, bring a plant inside a home or bring your pot inside your kitchen. So mm-hmm. I, I even say, in, even if you just want one pot, okay? Because might, one might say, okay, I'm not really a green thumb or I don't want too many, or, just, just get one. And that's also a connection a reflection and you're bringing that energy inside
1: tell you what and- I used to live in a flat and we had this terrace that sort of balcony and at first I brought in one pot, and then we ended with numerous parts so much so that There was hardly any room for us to sit down, but it was beautiful. I was growing tomatoes and parsley and I had my lettuce and it was just magical. So my husband at one point said, oh, we need to buy you a house and you need to have a garden (laughs) because this is getting crazy. (laughs) So, yes, absolutely. Bring in a pot and enjoy plants because I can perfectly understand that not all of us uh, are fortunate enough to, to have a garden.
0: Yeah. And, and as much as when I visit a new place and say, gosh, this place is so beautiful. So I'm sure that's how I would feel when, when I visit Slovenia. Then you go to another place. Wow, this place is so beautiful. So it seems like the whole world has so many beautiful places. So and if we could just see wherever we are, that like, gosh' it's, it's beautiful. It's different. It's unique. It's so, uh, you know, although now is the time we talk about Slovenia, but for people again, yeah, just go around and city, not city, you'll find a nice place that reminds you about nature. Mm. And so, don't don't give up on that. So that's perfect. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but and and you have pets.
1: What what are your... You know, do you have pets now? Cause... Absolutely. We have three cats and we ha- have one dog. We used to have two, but um, our German shepherd was very old and we had to, you know, say goodbye to her, unfortunately. She was also my guardian angel when I was um, having my um, chemo therapy. She would walk with me for hours on end, and she would help me when I was so, you know, frail, I could not walk. I could lean on her, and she was such a great companion, faithful to till the very end. So at present, we now have an Australian shepherd, uh, a little rascal that is so full of energy, um, which is good because... He takes you out of the house. He needs his walk like two, three times a day. He needs a lot of exercise, also with his brain. Um, when you you need to keep him company, and he's such a darling, really rascal, but still a darling. And three cats, and um, it's it's just a beautiful a beautiful feeling to be able to. Have someone. This is especially important maybe for people who are not married or who decided to live on their own, which is good if that's their choice. But to have a living being waiting for you when you get home from either your work or someplace, it's a blessing. It's a blessing because no words are needed. You just take this being into your lap and uh, the energy, the love is there. And that that is healing as well, I am sure, and uh although a lot of energy and time is needed to um, whoever you have speaking of animals, it's so worth it because they are important family members as well.
0: I think many everyone will agree that agree to that, you know, yes. They're just so loyal, and I, uh, I, I, we, I also have that experience. And you know, we had a boxer, and for many years. And when the our boxer passed away, mm-hmm. I could not even come home straight because I remember him meeting me. So I mm-hmm. will still, I will stop on the lake, and the lake also reminds me. But at least I don't want to go home straight because. I just feel so bad. So it took took me a while. And yeah, it's like a member of the family. So even when someone says, you could get another one. I says, no, no, <laughs> not chat maybe. But I said, no, because... I, that's i just couldn't do that <laughs> it's beautiful and then um you said when they help you or walk with you i did a massage before for someone and that little dog will always be next to that person with cancer mm-hmm. and he's just checking if i'm doing it kindly or with compassion the right
1: way yes <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah mm-hmm. so i so i make sure that i'm in good relationship with the pet okay and so that's beautiful now all of this that we've been talking what what one word that oh that's also helpful and you know it is even now when when people are scared people are just just so many different things happening globally and we always hear the word be creative creativity is the solution love is the solution so Tell me about that concept and what you do, because I know, you, you know, with your background being in England, it's a lot of arts that you see <laughs> and inspired you.
1: Um, creativity is such a manifold phenomenon, really. Um, and, and a lot of times people say, but I'm not creative. I, I don't, I can't think of anything that I could do which is such nonsense, I mean, you can read a book and you can speculate on the content. And this is a kind of a, if not storytelling, it's thinking about things and write, I don't know, um, just, or or maybe painting or maybe cooking, whichever, way you you think about it's what creativity one way or another. So I don't, I don't buy it. I'm not creative because I can, when I go down the street, I see so many beautiful things. People know how to do beautiful things in their garden or some people paint, of course, or some people can prepare magical, beautiful meals. All of this is creativity. Um, but w- what is most important here, I think, when I'm creative, Grace, I'm not here. And this is the sort of creativity I'm thinking of. And I probably, no, I'm, I'm sure I could not possibly think of all the types of creativity, no way. But when your heart sinks, you know you are creative, w- whatever it is that you do. So wh- when I'm painting, I'm lost in space. I, I'm not here. So when my family asks me questions, <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I'm not here for them. I love them, but I, I'm so engrossed in what I do. And my heart is full of love. And when I finish, it's like waking up and looking at what I've created. I say, oh, it's not too bad. (laughs) So I know, yeah, that that's the sort of art create creation, creativity, whatever you want to call it. Um, And I think we all have that. We are human beings, which is a bit different from animals. They are special and very dear to me. But we are human beings, we are capable of creating in a different way, whichever way you think of, or you could think of.
0: Fantastic. And that word, I love that word, um, creativity, creating, because for me that's like that, that's like a divine word. It's divinity, Mm. because when I always believe that we are co-creator, co-creator of the divine expression. And uh yeah, of course, I as as I have right away in my mind and in my imagination about painting, music, arts, and things like that. But then it could just be a simple getting out of the usual. Of if there's a problem, and you can seem not to find a solution, but when you become innovative, that's that's creating. That's creating something that's different, you know. And and you you you're right because when also, for me, when i w- when I was in the mood of writing and I could write something, I'm like so excited. I don't want to be bothered by anything. <laughs> yes. Yes. and And I think, like you know, we, we both have our podcast for me that's it's a it's, maybe we can make it look easy for others, but it's a lot of creative mind and it, it could be tiring, but at the end, we're happy we did it. Hmm.
1: And as you said, it's, you, you just you know, said the very right thing. When you get out of the routine you are trapped in, this is being creative. This is how you start thinking new thoughts. And anything you can possibly think of was first present in our mind. So there you go. You are creative first in your mind. And this is the place where beautiful ideas happen. And then you just need to realize those. You need to manifest whatever it is that you code up up there. So the mere thinking, sometimes daydreaming, is beautiful creation as well because it makes you happy. Isn't that so? Mm -hmm. If you are worried and then you want to snap out of it, you put beautiful ideas in your mind about how you are lying at the seaside, enjoying the sun, the company of your good friends. And immediately you feel better and happier. And this is how you create a different reality for you. you we need to think of that as well. All of this is being creator, creators, being creative doing new things and making our new reality hopefully a better one and so it's very important then uh, that the the thoughts that we think are good better than you, you know those in the past because we want to be happier we want to be more fulfilled at the end
0: perfect perfect and that's what is always good to remember that our our thoughts, we create our thoughts. So we really have to be careful about that. Now, how how does um, your daily life look like now, since you're Mm -hmm. moving forward with your health? So uh, why don't you share that?
1: The very first thing that I do when I wake up, sometimes it still happens that I have this monkey mind the chatter and the intrusive thoughts and I say "Uh uh-uh no no you won't I'm Melangela okay which is my podcast name and I know better I will think positive thoughts and although you know there always are obstacle on our way this is a different beginning and if just for a second it pauses the chatter you know it 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 does not allow the thoughts to be, to be thought in a, in, a, in a same way. So that's a change. Uh, if, if I have time, I like doing my meditation. If not, I put myself in a meditative state later on uh, in a day. As I said, or mentioned in, in my pre-interview uh, form to you, Eyes open or eyes closed. And what I mean by that is when I think about the the, the things I want to achieve in my life and I feel that in my heart, this is also a meditation because this is the process that is getting us to our goals. So I make sure this is part of my daily life. If time allows it twice a day, if not once, but meditation for sure. Then apparently I need to walk our dog at least again once a day. I take care of my food. Uh, we grow our vegetables, a lot of it. So, what is there more beautiful than la, uh, I mean, uh, vegetable and, and fruit being grown with love? We eat that, we enjoy the company of of our family members gathered at the table, even more so during these pandemic times, which is a blessing again. Um, And the rest of the work is just done with as as sort of uh, less or least um, difficulties and and, um, troubles as possible. Um, I catch myself thinking the wrong thoughts and I say, no, not good for me. I'll do it, you know, another way, different way. This is basically the recipe to constantly check the thoughts, to constantly correct the way you think and the way you want to go. And I think at the end, what comes out of it is a new reality for you. Because you, you, are so, you are changing your personality and therefore you are also changing step by step your uh, personal reality.
0: Do you have any advice for uh, the stress caregivers for dementia? And especially if the stress caregiver has just been diagnosed with cancer, or any kind of, you know, debilitating disease that they can think in their mind.
1: I'm going to be honest with you, uh, uh, Grace. I have not had many um, cases of being around people with dementia. My grandfather probably was one of them, uh, but at the time I was quite young, must have been six or seven. I do remember him being silly and doing silly things and grandma sort of trying to, you know, um, be a bit angry with him and not really. I imagine this is something that is not the way it's supposed to be, right? Um, For people around you it must be new, of course, at the beginning. But it, uh, in, in time, it, it it turns difficult and troublesome. But I believe we need to bear one thing in mind. Dementia does not happen on purpose. And people who suffer from dementia need a lot of love because that's beyond them. So... When things get hard, just try and understand they need us because they cannot take care of themselves any longer. And that's probably one advice that I have for them. For dementia people, pretty much similar to the cancer patients, I would imagine. Be brave and don't, be, don't, don't rush to any uh, decisions open up, try and seek support and love from people around you. And I'm sure things will get a lot easier. But most importantly, always trust that this is not the end of the world. This is not death. There's still a lot of things that you can do to the best of your ability. But one word would be sort of key. Just love, and um, yeah, love, I would imagine, on both sides.
0: Thank you. That's the most loving advice that they can hear, um, especially when you say that, you know, uh, they, the, the dementia people, they can't even, most of them cannot even speak about mm-hmm. their condition. Okay, mm-hmm. so some days very difficult, but yeah, love, 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 love. So when before the pandemic happened, we when we go to the center, it was a medical day center. It was so beautiful when we begin by just hugging them a lot when they come, mm-hmm. because they they just come during the day. But right now, uh, there's we can't hug them because their our center is closed. So what this this conversation would help. Okay, just to remember that they are love and they, they we think about them as well. And it is beautiful. Thank you so much. This is wonderful conversation. So tell, tell them what you, what's your plan for the next five years and when, where can they find you?
1: So basically, one way to go for is Melangela's Soul Garden, spelled as it is. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. My homepage, is in the making still. Uh, but Melangela's soul garden is basically the, 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 the good way to go. Uh, and sorry, another question you had for me? Um my five-year they, plan. What's your, yeah, yeah what,
0: what's what's your plan in the five years?
1: I'd like my platform to be welcomed by people who feel I have something to say to them because what i want to give them is my true heart really um i have been there i have experienced the dark night of the soul and i know how it feels and um, i'm not saying it's not difficult i'm not saying there are not moments you just want to lie down and disappear but um, once you realize what is still awaiting you Um, things get a lot easier and to know and understand there's many of us who've been there um, that may be of help as well so i would like to motivate and uh, uh, be inspirational to people as i said earlier who got hurt Uh, i'd like people to get to my platform not only for a good interview but also to get amused, to maybe uh, get an idea about how to be creative or maybe to get an idea of how to um, educate, let's put it this way, or train um, a a pet to be a better companion, companion, a more loyal companion. So all of that really, uh, not just podcasting. Be there for people because... I think this is my mission. And if I can help one, two people, I think my my mission is complete. But hopefully I can do more than that.
0: Wonderful. So uh, I'd like to end by sharing this quantum affirmation, Branca. I always have an affirmation that I shuffle and I with intention I pick one card that I can share with you and then with our audience. And this is what I got. And I say that to people to do this three times, uh, read it loud three times in the morning, at noon and in the evening, and even at at bedtime. And I will make sure that I post this together with the information of Branka and me. just like Branka, we're both available. If you have any conversation that you need, any consultations just brief, briefly that could help you, don't hesitate to reach out. So here's the affirmation. Insights and inspirations. I am constantly inspired with new insights about my profession. My on-the-job experience helped me to learn and grow. I am a continuous fountain of new ideas and beneficial methods. I am constantly inspired with new insights about my profession. My on the job experiences help me to learn and grow. I am a continuous fountain of new ideas and beneficial methods. I am constantly inspired with new ideas about my profession. My on the job experiences help me to learn and grow. I am a continuous fountain of new ideas and beneficial methods. Now, even if the word here says profession, for me, I use this card because, you know, your profession, your your day-to-day work, your experience is that what makes this particular affirmation work. And, and that's also been helpful for me when I could reflect on my own work and just as Angela, um, just Branca had all that experience because of her actual experience, out of that actual experience from her illness to work, then here comes a beautiful podcast. And as she said, a garden is comprised of many things, not just the plants, there's soil, there's maybe a little furniture, and yes, there's the pet. (laughs) So Melangela's Soul Garden Podcast Thank you, Branka.
1: Thank you, Grace. You are such an amazing host. Thank you for that. I truly am honored to be part of your journey.
0: So just we we became both creative. So instead of um, limiting us, now we expanded and that's how we met. Okay. So you two, as our listeners and our audience, so keep creating, keep the love, keep the gratitude. This is Quantum Nurse. I am Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse. I say Mabalos in my language and...
1: "nasvidanje"
0: in go. Slovenian. In Slovenian. And is that the Slavic one?
1: It is a Slavic language, yes.
0: Okay, perfect.
1: Thank you ever so much, Grace. And thank you, dear listeners, from my side as well. Thank you. It is happy holidays to you too. Yes.